Hello. Hello. All right. We're uh, first podcast of the new year. Is that caffeine? These are not the drones you're looking for. Um, so we're back with, like I said, first first of the year. Definitely been a bit on and off. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. Well, why have we been off? Well, you want to just quickly maybe... Maybe. Sure. I mean, there were the holidays. Yeah. So I think that was a big one. And yeah. both Christmas and New Year's, we, we try to record on Wednesdays. That's when those yeah. happen. You were sick. Very sick. A lot of weak genes in this house. You and the kids got sick. Right. I did not. No. I will say, I also didn't deviate much from the protocol. From the nutrition protocol. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then you just were out in San Diego. Yeah. And I think last week we thought about it, but I was also covering um, a couple of coaches at the gym. Mm-hmm. So coaching a lot of classes. And it was like one of those things where we could squeeze it in, but it really wasn't ideal. And we prioritized my mental health over right. fitting that. a podcast in. And I yeah. think, like we said before, I'm good at getting everything done it's not always like the best thing so i appreciated that last week we when we were going to get back to it we kind of said let's wait one more week and right yeah and so i think that actually relates to this podcast all the way the gain Mm -hmm. is this the gain number one no that's the wrong one i think it um Definitely relates to what we're going to talk about today with kind of the story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the holidays came, sickness, busy, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Everyone kind of has those elements. Mm -hmm. Those are uh, um, inescapable characters in our story. But we still do get to write how they relate to one another. Right. And... <clears throat> I think one of the things with with this stuff, especially when we look at like personal development or mindset or whatever, there generally is an internal approach and an internal focus. Mm-hmm. How you're going to respond, how you control yourself, blah, blah, blah. And I often think that it falsely gives people a sense that they're in 100% control. And like, I can do it because I think it. And you know, you you don't have nearly as much control as you might think you do, even though we might feel like we do have a good amount of control in our lives. Does that make sense? I feel like you kind of jumped right into like the deep end. I'm losing you a little bit. So keep up, K animal. What we're talking about today is like the story you tell yourself. Right. So I guess what I'm trying to say is those elements. Mm-hmm. Things like your schedule. Your schedule, the right. holidays, uh-huh. if you become sick, if something happens External at work. Factors. Yeah, those are all characters mm-hmm. in your story. Right. You those can't are... control if you get sick or not, necessarily. Uh, I sure. Mean, or if someone at work says. Yeah, if someone at work yeah. is. So, for example, we had two coaches who coach a lot, mm-hmm. Santi and Lucas, right. have major life things vacation, right. honeymoon. Right. Right. I was I couldn't do anything about the fact that I had to cover those twenty classes last no. week. That, so but but that's an external thing. Sure, got it. The how holidays. I respond. Right. How that weaves into your story mm-hmm. and how you write your story. Got it. Is going to be then where we can say, Okay, yes, in, now we can look at the internal sure. and we can get that control. But sure. but that's part of the the balance of life mm-hmm. between the internal and the external. Right between what we can control and what we cannot control. Mm -hmm. The duality there is very, very important as we move through Mm -hmm. and as we write the story. So we kind of want to think about, we we want to think about that, obviously. Yeah, and I think what we're talking about today is not just about those external things that you can't control, but many of the things that 
the story that gets told about other things like the, that you create that is completely internal that has nothing to do with external things no right but yes that's what we're talking about sure okay we're going to talk about that i'm going to apologize in advance for maybe the rust factor that's in here but well, nonetheless i think it's not i think it's sure well, we're talking about two different things no i think there's an element of it that's like it's sort of an abstract concept so not without like tangible things like then it, it's a little hard to wrap your head around mm-hmm. but um but the no the the concept of today is kind of like the story that you tell yourself yeah in many exactly. ways so for us the concrete thing was you know I, I think last week was sort of a challenge so last week actually when you were sick this is a great example and the kids were sick i definitely fell into a little bit of like the story i chose to make it even though i couldn't control that you got sick i couldn't control those things that it was actually the holidays i kind of took that story and made it like a little bit like a victim story right that's how i chose to weave that conversely and and that didn't really work out very well i felt like that was a not a pleasant experience for anyone. You were sick. I was kind of pissed off that you were sick. Yeah, you were. That was the story. The story was I'm angry because Bill is, is in sick. fact human. Well, I mean, we could talk about some of the factors that got you sick, but we won't. Right. Sure. Last week had some external things. You were you were going away. I was covering a lot of classes, and I decided not to have another story be. A victim story. Yeah. And so the way that I wove that into my story was more of like it was an opportunity. It was a chance to, you know, whatever, be impact members. I got the chance to like make those things positive. And it was a much better experience for me. I was, had an enjoyable week. So just interesting how like, how you do that is so, an impact. What was something you did that was helpful in writing a story that was serving both you and the others that you were interacting with that was different? Sure. And I guess that probably ties into the other part that we were, I thought this was, we were going to kind of talk about in this. Um, And I guess it goes back to one of our other podcasts which was about um i'm like drawing a blank on the word probably for a good reason um not regimented discipline discipline oh my god (laughs) are you saying oh my god because i'm going there because i couldn't remember the word uh doesn't matter so i think what helped me write that story obviously one was awareness like yeah the emotions of being angry and pissed off and annoyed aren't pleasant ones to be in. Those aren't like enjoyable emotions. Mm. So I was like aware that I would like to not experience those things. Sure. I was in charge of that. But then the other part was being very aware of what I was doing with my week, not having it be just all about discipline, all about checking the boxes, really having to move through each day, finding the right balance. And I think that leads into the other story. So for me, that meant like I couldn't do hard, crazy workouts every day. Because? Because there was a lot of energy being spent on other things. And so the balance for me in that, that particular week, was I probably needed more on the other side. Mm. Nice and easy, kind of going slow. But the story that I had to accept and not listen to, or the story that I had to not listen to, I guess, was, oh, you suck because like now you're not even doing a hard workout and what does that mean? And if you don't go hard, you're not getting fitter. Like there was a lot of that that I definitely had to not buy into. So it sounds like there was one story being written that was very critical, judgmental, um, maybe mindless Mm -hmm. as well as you're going to do your training or you're going to, you know, push your workouts and forget about for now, forget about going into the discipline or the punishment Mm -hmm. or the, 
you know, you're not training for anything right. really. Do what you've always done. Don't change anything. Have right. It be this the, is where we're going. This, keep on the plan. This is yeah. where we're going. Right. Full steam ahead. I don't care what's in my way. Yeah. And when that is, when your actions are fixed mm-hmm. in an environment that's very, very dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's. Yeah. That's like, been my problem. That's. That, yeah, sure. Sure. For everybody. But that's something I've typically fallen victim. Fallen. Whatever. Victim. That's to. a pattern that yeah. you've expressed. Yeah. On the flip side, though, if you're just a windsock and your environment dictates everything that you do, what? Why are you smiling at me? Because that's kind of you. How dare you? <laughs> you're going to get booted off of the, your former co-host. I'm trying. I'm trying. If your environment dictates everything you do and you're not rooted or grounded in, quote, your story mm-hmm. as well, then that's like the other end of the other sure. end of the and I'm, I am kind of kidding, but I'm not in a way like Santi, one of our coaches, right, the other week said something about when we come into the gym you and I, if there's a class that ends at 10 and let's say we have an hour to work, to work out. out. Okay. I am very much like I get to work. And he said, I'm like one of those horses with the blinders on. You struggle with that. You are the windsock in that environment. Right now there's probably somewhere in between. But yeah, it's funny I would that we're say both a little bit different in that. We're both a little bit on either end of the spectrum. So you're saying I'm personable and nice and social and you're just rude. <laughs> ah. All right. So yeah, anyway. So, but yes, that... But that nonetheless, the, it sounds like there was a story that was presented, maybe a rough draft of a story mm-hmm. that was, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. and... Like, that was the premise of the story. You were going to do this. But then you didn't do that. Mm -hmm. So the rough draft that was being written was like, well, this is the story of what you didn't do. And of judgment and of whatever else Mm -hmm. kind of resentment, you know, from because of it. So that was still there. Mm -hmm. But your actions would would ink that and make it be like the Mm -hmm. final draft, so to speak. If you were just like, nope, yep, the story of I'm going to do this, yeah. head down and Has blow to through. Get, get put out, yeah. And so that's good that you had the awareness of that. Mm-hmm. But like the actions also then fill in, like ink right. the story as well. Right. And I didn't. So my actions were not that rough draft. I chose to do something different. Right. Yeah. So, but I think that whole topic of the story is what we've been saying is people have a lot of like, and I think the reason we're saying a story just to kind of give that because a story is fiction. Like when you think about a story, like I'm going to tell you a story when you tell little kids, it's usually like a fictional. Really? I don't tell fake stories. It's a, it's a tale, right? So, the, re- the reality of like people telling themselves stories, it's not necessarily real. It's not grounded in reality. It's something you've made up. So that said, when we struggle with people, maybe when we look at fitness, pulling back on a workout, hey, today I just want you to go really easy. They have a, a made up story. They've told themselves maybe for mm-hmm. 5, 10, 15 years. If I don't go as hard as I possibly can, I will not get fit. It means that I'm a quitter. It means that I'm weak. That story is made up. Correct. But they, you know, but just like little kids, you tell them a story, they might believe it. Mm -hmm. After a while, they start to believe it more and more and more. So that's like becomes very much part of that person. And I think that's where it's a really big challenge to have people start to like identify that and realize what is actual reality what's fact, what's science, and what's made up in their head that they've just believed. Yeah, and there's a lot that goes into that um, because there's the whole thing of your perception creates your reality, mm-hmm. which there was a story that I won't get into about probably 10 years ago at this point where so-and-so told me that perception is reality. And I was like... No, but you're wrong, though. But your perception is wrong from what I know the reality to be. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of had like 
not so great of a relationship with that. But nonetheless, like if you perceive something to be this, then that's going to be, sure. you know, kind of your reality. So obviously there's that. So there's that to contend with your perception. Then there's like the other pressures mm-hmm. of what you expect out of yourself, what you think others expect out of mm-hmm. you. And that goes into the character development mm-hmm. of whatever kind of your story is going to be. So like there's a lot that kind of goes into our development of our story. And I think if we think of, if we look at how often do we really take ownership and take hold and, and action ourselves as a character, Mm -hmm. if we build out and we develop other characters in our life, either people or situations or influences or settings or whatever, you know, it's kind of like, it, it might make you stop and think for a second, like, oh, yeah, like... Like, on, in other words, like, what am I kind of making up? Like, <coughs> we, had a, we had a friend recently that we reconnected with, and, you know, it was interesting because we hadn't talked in a, a long time, and he was nervous about reaching out because what would that seem like? And, and, like, even in those situations, we kind of make up for other people, and we all do it all the time. Mm-hmm. It was just, I remember it because we talked afterwards about, like, the stories we make up. Even with us, like yesterday when you came home from being, you know, beautiful San Diego, making up those stories like you're going to be disappointed to come back to New Jersey. Right. It is not beautiful and San Diego. No. Now, that kind of goes back to some of our stuff about, you know, um, projection and stuff. But it can be really, you can weave an entire web of things that aren't based in reality about other people. And I think... One of the ways to start to make those changes or cultivate awareness is to be honest or ask people or have interactions where you're just, you are, you know, trying to find the real truth, not just continue down yeah. your path of, of fiction. Right. I mean, we, and this is the title of a, of a book I have that is, I love it, Joe Didon, who talks about journaling, mm-hmm. Joan sorry, um, as a form of getting to know yourself right. or checking in with yourself or whatever. And she's got a book and it's all fictional or I don't know what her genre is, a mix between fiction, nonfiction, just whatever stories. The title of it is we tell ourselves stories to live. Mm. And I'm like, damn, that's a cool, like, and it's so true. Sure. I think what's his face in Sapiens. My, I was talking to my dad, I gave my dad that for Christmas. And he was saying that essentially the dude posits that, we have this imagined reality. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the book yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of has driven action. So, you know, this notion of like stories as a way to just sort of, I think also conceptualize and mm-hmm. understand, like, for example, my story had for my entire life had been the warrior. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the character that I was. I was, I assumed that and I, I wanted it and everything I did was, under the thing of what would a warrior do? And this is from very, very young mm-hmm. all the way up until... Do you think that story was at any time had any negative impact on you? Oh, yeah, I'm right. sure. Um, yes. I, I I think... So I think negative impact is negative, a bit on the yeah. judgment side. And I so... Guess maybe restricted you. Did that story restrict you in some ways? Yes, there are certain things a warrior does that someone else doesn't there's a way of thinking there's so but but i guess what i'm trying to say is like that was the character Mm -hmm. i was that character in my in my story kind of deal um so for people to look at themselves or their life and just you know it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be you know some novelist and and whatever Mm -hmm. you don't have to have it figured out there's no beginning middle end it's just if you were to think about all right like if if my life is a story right now right. who am i what's the character yeah who am i what is the character and being curious with it not yet like who do you want it to be mm-hmm. because that's something that's a whole different set but like currently right. because that's the awareness element right. so you know you had that of okay i'm being the victim right now right yeah so then that was that right and i think that that exercise in itself, then that's like step one. And then when you look at, and I guess I always feel like I bring it, I do try to bring it back to fitness. I guess maybe that's because that's, 
It is important to me. It's also because I own a gym. Mm -hmm. It is what I feel very passionately about. That is a lot of what we talk about movement as a form of like connecting with yourself. So, and I do think it's helpful to have tangible things for people. Sometimes talking in ethereal things is is hard for people to conceptualize. So, and that's really how this started when we were talking about this in the car. Yeah. That, one of the things I think we're experiencing, you know, as we've evolved the gym and we're now saying to people the facts, which what is the science. So we're presenting something that is actually factual. It's not a fictional story. It is fact about, let's say, intensity mm-hmm. and like the nervous system and all of that. And we're saying the fact is if you go crazy and try to kill yourself every day, you will not only get fitter. You will burn out. You will not. You will not, not only. only. Yeah, you will not just not get fitter. Right. You will not decrease your fitness only. You will also get burned out. You will also potentially stress yourself out. Like there's all these things. Mm-hmm. That is the fact. That is science. That's not our opinion. No. That's not what we know about. However, fitness. there's another story. Right. There's However, another we're, book. We're. Well, that's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. What's equally as powerful and if not more is each of the people that's hearing what we're saying the story that they have the character they are and there's a conflict with that so if nobody had a story that they'd been telling themselves and they didn't have any association with what fitness was for them and we're using fitness as an example we would tell people this and one would think everyone would say like wow of course i'm here to get fit tell me what to do yeah. We know that's not been our experience. Right. Now, slowly, people, it is a process. Yes. But what happens, and what happened, especially initially when we introduced this stuff, wasn't this is science, this is fact, got it, I'm on it. It was a battle, I think, for people to, and I'm talking with myself included, to come yeah. to terms with, wait a second, like, I know this is fact, I comprehend what you're saying. But it's really putting into question the story that I've been working on for years. Yeah. I, I'm like in deep in this story for years. It's, it's how I live my life. It's this character I am. And it's, it's questioning all that. It's basically telling, taking that story and just saying like this is not bullshit. But so that's. But I don't think thing. it's just about the story, too. I think it's yes, of course, it's questioning the story, but it's more so. Am I the type of person? Did I write the wrong story? Am I so this thing that right, I've so been it questions living? Questions the character. Questions your identity. Yeah. And maybe you were wrong. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's a different story that can help you. Right. But but it's like yes, it's about the story, but it's not about the story. It's about you. It's about the character right. well, I'm in saying, that. Yes, you've yeah. been making this thing about the character, and that's what I'm saying. It's the character is the center of the whole. What story. does that say about me? Right. If I develop this character in a way that's maybe not as good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it comes down to. What does this say about you? Well, and good. It's like, well, if you've de- deemed going crazy every day in the gym good, right. then yes, this is less than good. Right. But that also goes into it. And, and we were kind of talking today. You can observe actions. And as a coach, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We observe actions. Mm-hmm. We don't know thoughts. We don't know emotions. Right. We can by observing people kind of extract a couple things and pull a couple things. And you know, there's people far more skilled than us at doing it. And we learn from them all the time, but we're pretty good also at having it just with experience Mm -hmm. and this and that. So we observe people, we observe people play out their stories. Mm -hmm. That's like just, just the flow of life. And so it's an interesting thing when you look at from a coach's perspective, if we're saying, Hey, you know, do this set of activities and behaviors mm-hmm. that are beneficial for health and wellness. Yep. And we see an action or a series of actions or a way of being that doesn't really align with that. Mm. Very rarely is it because there's a outward either distrust or disagreement with what we're suggesting. With what we're suggesting. Yeah. And I don't know numbers. But I would venture to say, nine times out of ten, it is because what we are saying is in direct conflict with a story that an sure. individual course, tells themselves yeah. about what they're going to right. do. Right. 
that's right back to you, head down, blinders on, horse mm-hmm. blinders on, going and doing my thing. Because I'm yeah. the type of person that does this. And look, is it obviously, is it every single time and it says black and white? No. Yeah. But when we look at people that can't change themselves or change their behavior or maybe onboard things that they probably know would be good for them, they probably want to, mm-hmm. it's because their story at well, the emotional powerful. level yeah. as well right. it is in a, it's tied to your identity mm-hmm. and it's like but i'm this i'm a type of person that does this right. these are the this is the role this is the influence on the other characters like this is who i right. am and then when you start to if if you do say i'm going to consider that maybe i'm not that person it unravels a lot and i don't think that people i think people are very afraid of starting to pull that string well because the question then who are you Right. And, and that what is about this and what a, about that? You know, so to, again, to bring it back to something tangible. So we do have people in our lives, whatever it is, members, clients, who, and again, all these things I think we identify and we can speak to like personally as well. Yeah. Um, who are, who lead highly stressed lives. Yes. Like, and, and maybe I'll just take myself in it as an example. Um, I, like I probably won't be the kind of person that is ever considered like, you know, is just going to do one thing a day, like super low key, like that part of it is sure. Like everybody has their nature, but identifying at what point that becomes just like destructive. And so there's a group of people that we, when we watch how they play out and what they're doing, as you said, we see that that behavior is just so destructive. Their story that they've created for themselves is really causing problems. Yeah. The, the, the challenge becomes when they maybe would like our help. Yeah. But they're not willing to rewrite that, to take a look even at the story. It's and a then it becomes like, and I think you and I are at a place now where like we don't feel, I think maybe people early in their career, people maybe that aren't as confident or whatever the reason is they feel the need to yield or maybe bend or work with the person meet them where they're at and i understand meeting people where they're at but we're not going to there's a difference between having empathy and enabling someone or meeting someone where they're at and being like okay this is where you're at i'll I'll, I'll work with you or then just saying like i'm just gonna enable you yeah because well and the thing is for fitness and nutrition like and that's one of the things we've said like it is much more uh, marketable, sellable to um, what you're really doing is giving people yielding to their story of whatever they need, and that that's easier. And you collect the money, and you what's the harm in it? And sure, if that person wants to run today, fine. Let's just like we'll do sprints. Or if you want to diet, okay, I'll give you the numbers. We're at a place where like we, I think there's an integrity problem there that we can't just do that. So we're going to. But that does require more than just numbers and data, as we're saying. It's not just about here's the program, here's the protocol. It's the first step is you got to look at if your story is like really like the thing holding you back, not the diet, not the fitness routine, you. And that's big. That's like a huge piece. And that's something I think for me, like I did have to do. I got I'm very much about is this the right workout? Will this produce this? What about this? And yeah. it's like looking in the wrong place. Yeah. That pattern, that desire to like, if I just fix this, if I just get the workouts right or the diet right, like that's what will have, you know, success. And it's like, no, you're actually looking at the wrong thing. So I think that's what I was trying to get at with yeah, yeah. The, the conflict. Yeah. And I'm not sure how to, I think that's just something people, when they, you can't force someone into that. You can suggest that they take a look at it. Right. Some people are willing to. Yeah. And some people are not. And maybe at some point they'll be ready to, but we're not going to be the person to force them. No, absolutely not. Because one, it's not your story. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, that's it. It's not your story. I think when we switch gears a little bit away from like maybe the individual consuming their own story or Mm -hmm. writing their own story to interacting with others. Mm -hmm. If you pause and you think about what's this person's story again, not in a judgmental way or anything like that, but in a curious way, 
if you understand fundamentally, you have no idea what story they're writing. Right. You don't know if they want to write it. You don't know the other characters. You don't know a damn thing. You literally, I mean, yeah, of course, you go and you judge it by its cover. Sure. And also what people maybe tell you, but that doesn't yeah, mean people, anything. Nobody knows anything. It. Nobody knows a damn thing, honestly, about anyone else. So if you were to think about, you know, if there's, and I, and I think where to make this more tangible, somebody at work is pissing you off. Mm-hmm. Got it. They're an asshole. In our case, that would be you. What? Well, like we work together. So. Yeah. Okay. I've well. been very, very nice with your influence on the podcast. Okay. So I haven't said nearly as much as I could say. Okay. So we're at work. You're pissing me so off. So we're at work. I'm pissing you off. Mm-hmm. You're obviously doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. End of story. <laughs> You're at work. Someone's pissing you off. And it is very, very easy. And it feels good at the time to just know, to think that you know everything about that person. Mm-hmm. And they're the villain. You're the victim. Mm-hmm. They're Whatever. You think you know their story. But if you were to really stop and be like, I wonder what this person's story is. Like, and zoom out 100,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And consider, I wonder if there's other characters in this story, in this book, that I don't know of, that's having an influence mm-hmm. on this particular character. We've all, re- hopefully, we've all read books. We all watch movies. We all see how other characters influence character behavior. Mm-hmm. So we know that. But... If we stop and think about it, 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 I think it can help improve empathy with others. And it can sure. also help with your own um, relationship with it and interaction with, with this character. Mm-hmm. Where Right, realizing nothing's in isolation. Nothing's You're in not isolation. You, you don't know. Them. You have no idea. I mean, I, I think it's so amazing like what people deal with that you have no idea mm-hmm. about. And then, and and I've been there before. Like I've had, you know, shitty days and strings of just not good. And it's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, if I'm in an interaction or someone catches me at that point and I've just kind of like, I'm just tired of it or I'm just fed up or whatever. Yeah. I can obviously, it can obviously then be like, oh, wow, Bill's like, you know, he's an asshole or something. And then it's like, yeah. And you have no idea what the past mm-hmm. 12 hours, days, weeks, months have been like. Sure. And again, it's not saying like, you know, oh, well, just whatever. That's that's fine. And that's that person. But because it's not about it's not about your story mm-hmm. necessarily. It's about theirs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the things that you have to look at is like how you how is that character also then going to influence yours? Mm-hmm. And when we just get really angry Mm -hmm. i often think it's also and and angry more in terms of like how it's going to be toxic to you and consume you i also think it's something that you look at and you're like i have no other option Mm -hmm. you have no other option and it's just nothing's going to change and this and that but empathy really does blow that blow the doors off of that and be like and then it's like man i almost i feel bad for this person um you understand them a little bit. You have a little bit more compassion. It's not to say that if their actions are awful, you're going to like excuse it mm-hmm. or you're going to agree with it. But you just understand it a little bit more. So sure. thinking about not just your own story, mm-hmm. but others that are challenging, you know, what's yeah. what's going on with them. And if you think you know, you're wrong. You, you don't know what their story yeah. is. Just like how many of us don't even know what ours is. Right. Well, I th- and that's the, not to bring it back to the individual, but I think beyond just the fitness stuff, like there is um, quite a bit of just for a lot of people having a huge revelation when they realize maybe some of their beliefs are made up and it's their story. I'm someone that I'm not good at this. I'm not good at sport. Like, you know, for some people, it's an experience they had when they were younger or something somebody said or. And then that becomes this reality. And it's like all this time you've been telling yourself this story about who you are and you can rewrite it at any time. And that's a very powerful thing. But for some people, I don't, it's taking a look at like, what, what have I been telling myself? That's just 
made up. Well, yeah. And so that's a really interesting thing. And it sounds very easy, but like you said, perception is reality. So everything, everything I believe feels real because it's what I believe. But like, you know, if I believe, um, you know, for me, one of the things was like, I always felt unathletic and we talked about that. Mm -hmm. And that was from whatever, like when I was, that did gymnastics, I stopped gymnastics, had never kicked a soccer ball, like didn't make it on the community team. Then fast forward, you know, we meet, you're very athletic. Like comparatively, I, I just didn't feel as athletic. I don't have some of those movement patterns. Like it just perpetuated this thing of me saying like, I am not an athlete. Like I don't feel like an athlete. Competing at CrossFit, I felt like I was an imposter there. Like how did I get here? I'm not athletic at all. And so it's like, well, what does that even mean? Like, is that a fact that I'm unathletic? Like, what is it? Or am I just telling myself that that's a story that I've just believed for however long? And how does that hold me back? Um, but if you'd asked me maybe 10 years ago, it just would have been like, yeah, that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. I'm, athletic, I'm athletic, unathletic, period. So I think it can take a while to really uncover, like, what are things that you're... Um, you you've kind of made up for yourself and and really believed and taken on as fact that are just not. Yeah. And the story, the confines of the story are very comfortable Mm -hmm. because it's like, look, I'm not an athlete. So then you seek to find validation of that. I didn't get on the community soccer team. I blah, blah, blah. And you insert all of this stuff and it's like, okay, like good, fine. I'll just kind of assume that label and that'll be the character, and it's and that's what it is. Right. It's back to the, one of your other podcasts. What are you looking for? And any of those things, I'm unlovable. People don't like me. Yeah. You're going to find all of those things because you want. That's part of the brain is to kind yeah. of prove you right. It doesn't like surprises. It doesn't want to be proven wrong. So you will create scenarios to prove yourself right. And it's like when you realize that it's a self-looking ice cream cone, as you say. It's like, oh shit, like. I've not only been doing, I, like, I'm kind of creating my own reality. Yeah. So that's kind of a big one. You know, and that's when we look at our, I think it's interesting to look at actions and just ask, like, what what is this, what story am I saying about mm-hmm. myself through this? Right. And, it again, the key, I think, with it is being curious and compassionate, not not judgmental yeah. or critical yeah. or anything like that and 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 just examine it just right. see what you see um i put up a post last week that kind of caught fire with some people about suffering silence mm-hmm. and the post said suffering silence is bullshit mm-hmm. and wrote about it and that would be super easy to judge mm-hmm. and and had a little bit of a back and forth with the guy um and what was nice is at first i was like I, what is this like somebody like read the re- read the post mm-hmm. think for yourself mm-hmm. and then we can have the conversation and what, what the inner the exchange that wound up happening was actually really nice mm-hmm. um which was cool uh because i was expecting it to just be like well i wasn't i wasn't looking to get into like mm-hmm. some sort of stupid internet debate anyway that Suffer in silence, quote, is a storyline in a specific type of story Mm -hmm. with a specific kind of character Mm -hmm. in a specific part of the story. Mm -hmm. The problem is that is played out throughout the duration and comes to be this is what someone like this does. Like the warrior thing. Like the warrior thing, like the, you know, elite Mm -hmm. special operations people, like some badass, some like stoicism is all is great Mm -hmm. and all. Stoicism doesn't mean void of emotion. But what was interesting about that was people really, I think, understood how, yeah, if I apply that Mm -hmm. to all elements, that comes with a very, very limiting and toxic costs like you you like it costs you a lot to just put on this suffering silencing sure this is maybe a judgment but it's also like let's not let's not disrespect the word suffer Mm -hmm. either 
because I've seen and, and in the fitness like I've seen that a lot like people like oh the suffering workouts like I'm trying not to I'm trying not to swear but I'm really having a hard time with this one you're not suffering mm-hmm. so like don't disrespect frankly sure, you're talking about a much bigger thing that's more life we're not talking about physical discomfort you're talking about like no, like truly changing. suffering. Like, yeah, sure, you like can. Yeah, oh, suffering. oh, like, I suffered like, and this and that. Like, and I get it. And I don't want to sound too. I don't know. I don't want to sound too, like, uh, yeah. semantic the, the driven point, or whatever. Though, I'm just trying things. to raise the awareness of the language we use mm-hmm. and the intention behind why we use it. And when it comes to something like suffering silence, you look. People look at a certain character that they want to emulate and be like in many cases. And they look at that and they say that that person suffers in silence. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, suffer in silence. And it's a badge of honor. Just like it's like saying people that blast themselves in the gym every day mm-hmm. are this. And it's like... Right, and then that weaves into that story. No, and it's, that's... Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah. I think that that's, that's kind of where I, where I wanted to go with it. Um yeah, I think what's kind of cool about some of the stuff we're doing and the movements things and that and it's actually what like initially drew me, I guess one of the things that drew me to CrossFit in the early days was this chance to just like express who I was or do things that didn't that weren't restricted to that story I told myself. Mm-hmm. So I do, you know, while I know we don't love that there's some there's some problems, I guess, and pitfalls with everyone calling themselves an athlete because of that character. Oh, boy. But I think there's also, like, it's really amazing to have someone physically do something like, no, I can't do this. I, it's too heavy. I can't. Like, picking up a sandbag, let's just mm-hmm. say. Like, you can. And, like, for that person doing that thing, that, like, their story is like, no, I'm too weak. I'm weak. I'm, I'm not strong enough. And then they do it. That's so much more powerful than me just telling that person, like, no, you're strong enough, you know, and that's where some of the stuff is really incredible. Now, that doesn't apply to everything in every story we're talking about, but just to sort of, you know, there are some, op- there are opportunities to have that be, um, yeah, to have movement be an expression of like who you are because it's a, and not be just about, yeah, I mean, that's been a big thing, and we've been doing a lot of work, and it's I have a few clients now, and that's what we're working on, yeah. is really writing the story through and, and having movement be the form of expression right. with it. And, you know, it's not easy, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what I have experienced. I think that that's what you've experienced. I know that that's what my clients are experiencing. Like, this isn't just like, okay, put it on paper, and, you mm-hmm. know, pop, 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 and it's done. You really have to kind of dig in and it's not going to be a guarantee that it works one time Mm -hmm. or quickly, but you see the alternative of not even considering it. And I agree with the movement stuff where we can connect so much to movement and in fact, be not even going into like the, the physiological adaptations that occur. Right. But from just an a personal engagement with with your own existence when we look at how we can attach important fundamental personal development things to movement it also is really really uh liberating in terms of what you can and cannot do and especially within crossfit because a lot of the people that we work with are within the Mm -hmm. crossfit thing and it's like yeah but i'm a crossfitter i do this and it's like right that's that character that's the character and crossfitters don't do bicep curls because we're into and then they insert the story Mm -hmm. the you know the whatever and it's like well the other thing that i think is necessary to say is and i will i'm just gonna say it is looking at as you said with the suffering silence people look up to certain characters so there are characters in the CrossFit space that people look up to. Right. Maybe they're a games athlete. Maybe they're... All games athletes. Yeah. Let's be honest. No okay. one looks at a, at a normal, average no, person I'm, at a CrossFit gym. I'm talking gym. about like maybe a games athlete. Maybe they're a high-level coach that's in the, you know, sure, on the sure, level sure. one yeah. staff that people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
so if that person that, and so talking about what other people, you have no idea what that person's story is mm-hmm. and what they're, it's got, they've got going on and what story they're telling themselves. Yeah. And now you have people looking at them, looking at what they're saying. And if they're saying suffer in silence, I'm not saying that, but their version Understood. of it was CrossFit. So go hard, kill yourself every day. That's what you have to do. There's a lot of people that, okay, that's what I have to do. That's then that's the identity I have to assume too. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's really dangerous where people latch onto other people's stories and identities and characters, yeah. like you said, because that's who I am and, and that's not. And one of the things we're trying to communicate is, yeah, each person that walks through that door is completely different from the other. And not only that, I'm different today than I was yesterday and tomorrow. So there isn't that, that like, just follow this just every day. It's like repeat story on repeat. Mm -hmm. So just looking at like, well, who am I identifying with? Like, what's the character that I'm like latching onto? Cause if it's not you, like who the hell is it? Exactly. And I think that people (coughs) can, you know, I forget years ago, Joe Rogan had a sound clip about like, um, you know, if you're you're the hero in your own story, mm-hmm. what would you do? Yeah. And you know, and it's a common thing. Jordan Peterson talks about it. You know, everybody like it's a it's yeah, it's an important thing. It's a common thing. Listening to trying to live someone else's story that they're writing for you is living a lie. Yeah, yeah. And I understand why though. It's so easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay. It's all just, I have to do is this. All I have yeah. to do is this. And it offers right. you that, here, I've got you. Yeah. A little bit of follow comfort. This plan, it's a little, this it's plan. mindless, essentially. All you have to do is what I tell you mm-hmm. to do. Right. And it's like, I think a lot of people, and I'll just speak for me, I was burnt out on CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I was teaching level ones. I was observing things that I was like, well, I don't really think that i don't like this mm-hmm. i don't yeah, this and that there's some things i didn't agree with there were some people frankly that i just was like oh so that's how it's gonna be mm-hmm. and um that led to a burnout and the unfortunate thing is i love crossfit mm-hmm. i think crossfit's great crossfit changed my life yeah um and i think i can empathize with people who feel that they are burned out mm-hmm but the thought of questioning something that they do love. Yeah, and something that has been important. And has been important and they have friends with yeah. and, and all of these things. Like, I it's get tough. it, man. That is really, really tough. Yeah, I mean. But it's also one of those things like, let's just let's just have a... When I was in the Army, we would have an air it out meeting mm-hmm. every now and then. Sometimes, and not always great. And it's mm-hmm. like, leave your rank at the door. Step in. What happens in the room stays in the room. Mm-hmm. What do we got? Like no, no pulling punches. None of that. We have to have that with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to have an air it out meeting sometimes and be like, do you even enjoy this anymore? Right. Do you like this? Why do you do this? Sure. Well, and you, I'll use the word that Marcus used about cross country. You forced me into an air it out meeting at one point. I feel like you like pushed me into, pushed really? me into the air it out what meeting. What did I do? With like some of the CrossFit stuff and, and it was like, because I think for a long time, I, yeah, that was a very scary thing. I mean, CrossFit, starting a CrossFit gym also, like that character, who I was, what's, what's interesting about that is at the time I didn't associate it with, like maybe now because of social media and things, it's a little harder to identify. But for me, opening that gym was like such a big thing about who I was, like a real thing. not Rightfully so. Yeah. Not like a story, like it was an expression of who I was to yeah. be a leader, to do something like that, to open the gym. Yeah. At a time. Yeah. At a time where it wasn't the thing, it wasn't popular. It was, it was just cause I really believed in it. Yeah. And that's something I do feel like that's who I am. Mm-hmm. So then when it comes to like, because CrossFit was involved in that, I opened a CrossFit gym. Yes. Questioning CrossFit is like, Oh my God, but is that now questioning me and who I am? And, and, um, but yeah, like having that, like, okay, you, you do need to just answer some of these questions for yourself. You don't have to talk to other people. You don't have to write it down and share it with anybody, but just like 
at some point you have to ask the questions to yourself as you're saying. And I think you, I mean, I'm kind of kidding, but yeah, I mean, there are people in your life that can nudge you to do that. And I think that's what it was is like, Hey, just take some time to think about this, not just have it be defensive because the first step is defensive. Like, no, no. Well, what are you talking about? Because it can be kind of jarring at first. Yeah. So it, it it can be super jarring. And I think that that's part of, you know, and to your credit, you, you were open to it eventually. Eventually, yeah. And, you know, I could have probably in some ways been a bit less direct, mm-hmm. um, you know, but sometimes like, sometimes, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, I go back and forth because sometimes it's like. Well, sometimes if it's not direct, it's just not getting through. So right. That's but the, but the, the problem, the risk with that is if it's direct at the wrong time, mm-hmm. it's a mess. Right. And then it's just like close off defensiveness. Yeah. I don't care what, when we see that with change all the time. Yeah. It's like the change is good for you. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter though. Yeah. It's about the fact, it's, it's about how. the delta it's and that's what it is. Yeah. The change is the enemy, not like where it's going. Sure. So I think that for people to have that air it out meeting, mm-hmm. to look at what they're doing in, in, in and outside of the gym, but like, and then really think about their story. And, and their character development. And, you know, that's not even, so what are you going to write? Mm-hmm. What is the story that you're going to write? What is, what are some of the characters that need to go? And that's a big one. Yeah. What are, you know, what are some of the things that, how, do, how does that kind of look? Yeah. Um, because, man, that's like a, a major one. Yeah, and I think it's crazy because some of that stuff, it's, it's the comfort of, not changing the story but that's actually more painful than what's possible if you do change the story yeah you know so for me like it was scary to think about changing that story but now what's on the other side is like oh my god this is i don't want to say like better but i have so much more enjoyment and 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 joy and like so of course it's a little bit daunting but asking those questions you might actually find something that is good yeah um so yeah, I think that's, I think there's a lot in there. I think but so. But for sure, just taking a look at that notion of whether it's in the gym, whether it's outside the gym, your own story, what's actually maybe potentially something you've created versus reality, and then considering other people's, where they're coming from. Yeah. 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 All right. I think this is okay. This was a pretty good podcast. This was a good episode. A little bit. Sometimes it is definitely ethereal, like you said, but I thought you did a good job of trying to... Bring it back down. Bring it back down, yeah. yeah. But um, we had an interesting dinner chat when I was out in San Diego, and I don't think I told you about this. No, I didn't. And so we were talking. The notion of like TED Talks came up. Mm-hmm. And... So we were like, okay, so the question that we all went around and talked about was what would if you what would the title what would your TED talk be? Hmm. And it was cool. What was yours? I'm not telling you. Okay, well that was a good story. <laughs> Thank you. Uh it's too much. It's okay. too much to well, get into right next now. One. Next podcast. Let's is just say TED, TED called. And and I will not be giving us talk back. He wants to talk. He said, "Listen, please." Don't. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it was a lot of this related to this stuff. It was a lot of um, on the emotional side of things and mm-hmm. how we interact with the world and more and more of our learning and development and what 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 what, what we and I are kind of working with people yeah. on with amazing right. results. And that's the other thing. It's just like it might sound crazy. I don't care yeah, because the, yeah. the the life-changing results that, mm-hmm. that people are having, because they're open and they're doing it, sure. that's all I need. Yeah. Not whether some idiot on, you know, the internet says uh, says you should do it or don't do it. And, you know, but man. So anyway, it was cool. Um, so maybe you can think about that too. Like if you were to give a TED Talk, what would it be? Yeah. You've got 20 minutes, go. Hmm. I will. All right, cool. So we have, what do we have coming up? We've got a seminar. Yep. February 8th. There's, I think, four spots left. 
four or five. I forget what the numbers were. I think it was no more than ten. So maybe there's six spots left. Um, so that will be that will be very cool. Yeah, and just to the seminar to, to provide some context of what that is. It's it's like lectures, not lectures, but like you describing some tools and some concepts yeah. of this stuff and then some movement. So it's a combination of kind of move talk, yeah. which is nice because people get to experience the movement part and, and then the conceptual stuff. And yeah. It's, it, it'll it's more be... than just like one hour and then you're like sent off into the world. You no, get some time it won't be like, it won't be like any other, it won't be like any event, like yeah. overnight stuff or, or anything yeah. like so that. It's, it's probably a great place for people that are, Curious about between the ears, maybe a little intimidated to come and realize like, oh, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. And also for people that have been doing between the ears who can like have a little bit of concrete, like the conceptual stuff. Yeah. So I think it's, that's good. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be really, really cool. Um, I've been doing my women's thing. Yeah. It's been really, it's been really good. Yeah. So I'm probably going to do another one starting in. April maybe oh yeah beautiful or summer June but and that's also like a 10 person max we have nine on this and it's like it's the right number nine ten I have nine people in this one and I wouldn't do more than ten no you can't go too big um, someone actually said so it's kind of like a a women's like between the ears and I was like yes it's kind of like that so yeah it's it's cool it's it's obviously the workouts once a week um, in person though in person which is awesome we do it yeah. together and i coach them which yep. is big yeah there's a concept that kind of relates to that week yeah and mostly that that women can relate to i think i mean not that anybody can't but maybe a little more towards the women specific stuff sure and then we have a call a week yeah which is cool because it kind of gives people that's a little more of a chance to like so what do we got what do you we have one call a week yeah oh really Showing me up. Maybe I should do more calls. Well, it's only a six-week program. That's true. So anyway, I'll probably do another one of those. And um, I'm going to go out there and say that before the end of this year, we're going to do a some sort of actual weekend thing. Maybe Ooh, it's... What do you mean, we? Well, we've talked about like... You and me? Yeah, maybe it's you and me. Well, you and me. Whether it's which category it falls into is up for... What are you saying? Are you saying we're going to do an event? Well, I don't know. It might fall into the become category Mm -hmm. of like just more of an experience kind of weekend like we've talked about. Or I've had women asking if I'm doing another women's retreat. Okay. But it would be cool. We've talked about a couples thing. I have had people asking too. When is the next between the ears? So we had talked about doing kind of a between the ears. Become. Yeah. So probably in the fall. I'm just going to say it. And are you going to say something about our dogs that are eating? Our no, I'm not, okay. I'm not. Um, yeah, I think between the years might just be misleading, even though I'm trying to have it not be like, I'm not going to beat anyone up or anything. Sure. But, but that's anyway, why I think if someone's curious, the seminar is so good. Yeah. And yeah, the weekends yeah, 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 yeah. are incredible and it's not about, yeah. I think for us, like the weekend, whatever it is, whatever you and I label it as, uh-huh. it's an opportunity either way for people to have an incredible experience. Yeah. Even on the Between the Ears weekend, there was amazing food. Yeah, there was. Like really good coffee. Like the place they stayed at was beautiful. So those yeah. elements are always there. And that in itself is but like. The, but the biggest the thing, too, is, yep, the environment's major. But the damn connection with people. Yeah. And, that, like, and that's that why is it's a small so, thing. Yeah. And if Christina Previtt's listening, she's going to suggest Norway again. We're not going to Norway. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to Norway for a wedding. Uh We are not doing a retreat to Norway this year. I, um, yeah. And it's funny you say that because the the practice is at, I think there's maybe 10 or 11 people in this group. And it's, it's, it's great. Mm -hmm. Really diverse. Mm -hmm. So we've got, we have... Is somebody out in California doing it? Yeah, I think so. Probably one like a West Coast. I'm sorry if you're listening and I forget where everyone is. My brain's mush, but yeah, you have everything. From we've got everything Middle from to... well, we've got further than that. We've got West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yep, we've got somebody currently in the Middle East, all the way out to China. Oh. 
So we're it's and and bunch of places in between. Yeah. Cool. And it's really really cool. Um And I said I was only doing one practice group. TBD. TBD. We'll have to see some yeah. of the things, some of the other and things we, we are got. We're not announcing it, but we have a really big thing happening this we year. We do. Yeah. But we're not going to announce it. It's not a it's not a baby. It is so not a baby. Just, no. I'm That is that's not happening ever. Kind of a baby, but not a human baby. Not a dog baby. Like a, a baby in a... Do not say it's a baby. A it's not a baby. But it's very big and maybe in the next two. Yeah. So if you're yeah, we'll curious and you didn't want to listen, make sure you do listen to the next ones because maybe... I don't think anyone's listening anymore. I think okay. they were like we're past enough. an hour. Alrighty. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Um, we're back. False, false, fake pump. When you I don't think post, any. Did anybody listen? Ask no one's questions? gonna ask a question. I put up a thing about Q and A on you Instagram. Put it up five minutes before I think. Well, that's kind of the point. Okay, but um, here's the thing: if we put one up before the next one, if you do have questions, if you have questions, send them. If yeah, there's something exactly. you want us to talk about, send them. Um, yeah, that would not be to good. say we're gonna know what the hell we're talking about, but just to involve involve you guys a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, no questions okay. right now. There's one question. Why is Kay so mean to Bill? Oh, well, that's, yeah. Goodbye. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Oh, We're coming, puppies. If you made it.